viewer discretion advised. Hey, my chicks and cats out there, thank you for tuning in again. Just believe me or not, I believe this is episode 13. Uh, through all the chaos and stuff that's been going on, I haven't been doing it twice a week like I promised. Um, life is just crazy. Um, I'm torn between the happy side of me and the continuously watching my brothers and sisters go through so much in life out there in the world and it's it's just a, a, a still an easy place for me it's not a place that I'm comfortable yet it, it, it's just chaotic so I think I'm gonna try to give y'all you know I did the Father's Day one and I think I'm gonna uh, kind of give you guys some funny but sad uh goofy times when I was this wannabe dope dealer who mentally can handle it, but it wasn't the path that God had me on, so nothing that I tried to do when trying to sell drugs worked for me. So that's something that uh, as we grow, we got to realize we, if we keep hitting the brick wall on illegal activities or certain activities we need to redirect our focus or redirect how we're going to achieve that goal don't always mean to give up it just means you got to figure out is that truly the path that you're supposed to be on and i i just know that me selling drugs and being this thug wasn't the life for me and again like i've said in previous podcasts that god gave me my angel my child to ensure that I would never try that path again. So there, there's a lot. Um, in this one, um, I'm going to try to, I'm not gonna say um, A, B, or C when I'm talking about a person. I'm just gonna use uncle. Right. If I'm if I'm talking about I have uncles on my dad's side, I have uncles on my mom's side, both sides that her dad and her her mom. I have uncles. I have uncles in law that was with my aunt at the time. So when I say uncle, I'm just going to say uncle as a way to not totally say who which uncle it was however they know their story and they know what part of their life they played with me so you know who you are right so um that's your demon to deal with again this is not 
to defame anybody or make anybody look bad. This is just the role that you played in my life during this time of my life. So again, if you get offended, that's on you. That you got to get right with your guy because I'm right with mine. It's just a story. Enjoy the story. And maybe one day we can look back at these stories and laugh and be like, we was crazy. Um, I should have been able to not say certain things or do certain things and you and vice versa it's just what it is and we didn't do what we were supposed to do then hopefully better for it now that's just life and people got to understand life happens and i don't sit around and hold grudges on life if you think because i don't mess with you or communicate with you or hang out with you because I'm holding a grudge. No, that's not it. It's just that you showed me over time that you're not conducive in my life. So I'll just love you from a distance. That's what that is. It's not me mad or upset with you or don't want to have anything to do with you. It's just simply you showed me through my life that there is you're not conducive. You're, you're not here to help me go to my next level. So I have to put you in this area to love you from a distance. And that's all it is. And accept that, love you for it, and have a great life. You know, I wish ill on anybody. Like, anybody who's ever hurt me, I wish no ill on you. I, I truly don't. I hope you live in the best life that you can possibly live because you only got one. And I hope you have that same respect for me. If I've done anything to hurt you, betray you, or make you feel some type of way, and you need closure, I'm here, wide open, for you to come get your closure. Right? I don't do all that want to argue and cuss you out and do all that. I'm, I'm, I'm what, 44 years old? I don't have time for that, right? I, I'm, I'm watching my daughter become something amazing. A and you think I got time to argue with you? But I am grown enough to give you the closure that you need, right? Um, so with all that being said, let me tell you about me trying to be a street hustler, be a thug, and sell drugs, right? So now... That's all I hang with, right? There was the DP, the YNs, the GDs, the SOSs, and shout out to all of them. You know, I watched these men grow and do their thing as hustlers. These girls do their things as hustlers. And I I, 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 I liked it. They kept money in their pockets. So um, I wanted to try it, you know, and I, I, I just wanted to live that life. They had all the fancy cars. They had all the girls. You know, I wanted to do it, too. Um, with that being said, it was at a, at a low point because I was no longer working my job. I, I didn't really have a lot of cash in my pocket. I had my little side hustles that I did and little things that I did. And I remember being at my um granny's house now granny i just i i will never i can never save you in any of these stories because you're granny like everybody know who granny is so i apologize to you in advance if i ever hurt you or offend you but this is my life and i have to tell my story because with the feedback that i am getting people are healing and people are understanding me better and my stories mean something to people. So 
I'm gonna keep doing it and I'm gonna keep pushing forward. And again, you gotta remember, God gives you a testimony. So whatever that testimony is, you're supposed to tell it because maybe another person hears your testimony and can get through something and pull them closer to God. So I'm gonna always do my testimony. Anyway, so I'm at uh, my grandmother's house and one of the uncles and I are talking. And I don't remember how we got on the conversation of selling drugs or my goal to sell drugs. And he said to me, I got to connect. All you need is $100. I said, I don't have $100. He says, well... I'll front you the $100, and I'll have him bring it to you right now. I was like, for real? For real. So he did that. He got he got the connect. He brought the, um, the ball to me, and that's some terms that uh, hopefully y'all understand. He brought a ball to me. It, it, that Back then, it was $100. And, but the problem with this was that this was Cain. And not the rock for him. I wanted to do the rock for him. Right? So, I didn't know how to rock it. And neither did he. So, we got one of the guys that I used to hang with that worked, that went to school at what was called Job Court. And he came down. And he was, quote unquote, rocking it for me. And, quote unquote, bagging it for me. Right? Um, the deal with this uncle was, once I re-up. I would give him his hundred back. But everybody know when you out there in this dope game, the first re-up, you ain't making no money. You you got to re-up twice, maybe three times to really see a profit. So my game plan was I was going to re-up three times. Then I, I kick him some money and kick him a little extra for getting me started. So he was pressuring me because I don't know if his funds are low or whatever the case. I can't tell that side of the story. He kept pressuring me and pressuring me for um, his hundred dollars. And I kept saying, like, hold on, let me do this. Right. Uh, it got to the point that I guess he got mad or he came in his feelings or he realized what he did, that he put his niece on, you know, onto the street game. And the guilt made him do it. I don't know why he did it. But he ended up being the one who told my grandma and my aunt that I'm selling drugs. Because they started watching me, right? And they started paying attention to everything that I was doing. So then it was bothering me because one lady, everybody knew she was a... a um, a, a fiend, crackhead, whatever you want to call her, she would drive down, blow her horn, and keep going. But back then, you could just assume that it was somebody saying hi. Um, I would wait a few minutes, and then I would either walk to the park or jump in the car and drive down there and give her what she needed. So one time she stopped because my uncle had put my grandma, grandmother and them up to the game. One time she had blew her horn and my grandmother flagged her down, right? And <laughs> she stopped. She should have kept going, but she stopped. And because she's known to the family, um, they're good friends of the family and things of that nature. So... Granny make her come in the house and Granny and my aunt drilling her. 
What you keep coming around here blowing your horn for? What? And she was like, I was just speaking. And she was like, but what you want? And, you know, Granny got this way of putting people in, 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 in situations and they they can't think on their feet fast enough, right? So the girl make up a lie and, let me not say girl, woman. The woman makes up a lie and says something about she's trying to borrow my hair curlers or my flat irons or something she wanted. Now, everybody know that I'm not that type of cat, right? I just don't got no curlers or no flat irons. And Granny called her a lie and she went in on me. If you selling drugs, you're going to get the F out my house and blah this and blah that. And, you know, we had an argument. And I'm like, so during this argument, it comes out that my uncle is the one that told them that I was selling the drugs. Right? And I'm like, what? How you going to... What? Like it it, it, it? it messed my mind up. Like, how can you tell on me when you the one in front of me? So I said, I said, how? I said, so if I am selling drugs, the question you should ask him is, how did I get the drugs? Where did the money come from for me to get the drugs? Who had they 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 set up man come give me the drugs and pay for it for me? Right? Because at this point I'm mad. So um, time go by and I think they tell him what I said and he's mad and me and him get in an argument and he was like, if, if you can't stand in the kitchen, uh, get out the heat. Or if you can't stand the heat, get out the kitchen or something to that nature. And I, and I spazzed. It's like, ain't, that ain't called snitching. Snitching is what you did. You told on me. So I, I'm getting out the heat, baby. You shouldn't have opened your mouth. You know, so... We, our relationship ain't never been the same since then, and it, it probably will never be the same, um, because that was like one of the final straws with this particular uncle that, when I say you, you're not conducive in my life, so I, I love you from a distance, but it just baffles me, like, people put you on they make a mistake and instead of coming and talk to me and have a conversation with me about how you feel and what you think and what you should think you go behind my back and you 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 tell on me but you don't tell on yourself right so the man in you should have more so i effed up i did this i wasn't thinking but you keep your secret and tell mine Right, so if you can if you could do that to me, then I don't need you in my life, right? Um, so, but it didn't stop there, you know. I, I kept I kept hustling, and one funny story is um, one of the uncles um, used to come over Granny House all the time because I would have their kids, and he would back up a little bit. He would come over all the time. But however, me and one of my friends was there and I had lost two bags, right? And I know that I lost it in between the front door of Granny House to her chair. I I know that it had to be in this area. Me and my homie searched the carpet, looked under the couch. We moved everything looking for these two bags. And I couldn't find them to save my life. So I'm sitting in my homie sitting in the living room to kind of sit there and just watch because I can't let Granny come home and find these bags. The uncle I said I always got the kids. He come in 
And he looks down, said, oh, shit, you got to be more careful. And snatched the bags up off the ground. And was like, you got to let me get these finders keepers. I was like, no, nah, I'm going to get to you half price. And he's like, no, nah, finders keepers. I was like, you'll get to you half price since you found them. And we worked something out. And um, he went on and took them. But it was, it's just crazy how they in tune to these drugs. Like, it, 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 it messed me up, right? Like, I've had, um, I've cussed dope, um, crackheads out for, like, holidays. They would bring their mama turkey that's in the pan that's half done and try to get some get some dope. You know what I'm saying? Like they done cleaned out refrigerators. Like what? I got my own granny. What I'm gonna do with your half cooked turkey from your mama? Like you just don't imagine the amount of things that they sell. I had Nintendos. I had TVs. I had everything. Like I was driving their cars. It was just a fascinating life but I'm going to show you back then the punk in me I was selling and one of them I was walking home and one of them was like come here come here come here and he was like what you got I said I only got two bags left and he was like man I need three I said I only got two I'm I'm re-upping in about two hours and he was like alright let me get those two so we about to do this transition I mean transaction Uh, another one come flying through the door Right, and he got it back, right? And I'm like, what, the, what, what, you know, like, so now I got to reach around and slowly put my hand on my piece, right? And they get to arguing about these two bags that I got the one with the bag telling the one, you owe me, you stole from me, you gonna give me those two bags, so they're not there for me. Right, so I, I kind of ease up a little bit. The the one that was originally buying the two bags, he went and bit down and grabbed the tire iron. You know the thing you fix your tire them big, yeah, them them, and they going at it. Right, I'm like, just give me, just give me my stuff, just give me my money, and they get to arguing, and one of them hit the other one with that bat, and that blood flew. Man, my punk ass got up out of there, right? And I was so, now don't get me wrong, I've seen death, I've seen people shot, I've seen all of these types of things, right? And I don't know why that moment um, messed me up, like I didn't want to sell drugs no more after that, like real talk, like I didn't want to do it anymore, like it scared me to that point that I don't know why it messed me up. If I think back now, I don't know why it messed me up, but I'm glad it did. <laughs> but because I, that life is not for me. Um, being in jail is not for me. Being in the street uh, night after night and washing your butt every two days, that's not for me, right? That's just not for me. Um, so uh, I remember there was one time, right? Me and Granny used to argue about me selling the drugs. So there was this crack house where all the crackheads went to um, do their drugs. So I felt I was going to set up shop there. Like, 
me and this crackhead, it was a man and a woman, the crackhead, they had cleaned up this one room for me and cleaned it and it was nice. I had I had turned the telephone on in that joint and uh, we had the TV and cable set up and I would just lay in the room and they would, only one of them would come in and I would sell it and I would re-up and sell it and I was making dollars, yo making dollars and what stopped me and I think I think at that time my mama even used to call me collect at this house if I'm not mistaken I like think she used to call me there but the 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 what I don't know what sent me back to granny house I, I think I honestly think it's because that we never kept no food in the house like it was always empty and my fat ass is always hungry. And I think that's the real reason why I went back to my granny house. Because everybody know crackheads don't really eat. They don't keep a lot of food. And I got tired of ordering food. I wanted home-cooked food or whatever the case was may be. But I think food was the reason that I left my pad and left all that money. Well, not left the money, took the money with me. But stopped making money like that. I think I'm destined for greatness right and that's what i believe about myself and that's what i instilled in my child so i think i became bored because it wasn't greatness i wasn't accomplishing anything yes i was making money but money has never been the true passion of my heart so I can make all the money of the world and still be unhappy. I have a different passion and a different th- different type of goals in life. Yes, of course I want to make money. Yes, of course I want money because money somehow rules this crazy world. But there are other things that gets my goal and makes me smile and makes me happy. Um, and it's simply just love. Like I've, I've been not love correctly my whole life, right? So love is the the, the thing that gets to my goat, but I'll never, you know, I, I would never tell you that that's something you had to figure out. Um, but I think that's why I stopped selling drugs. I think that's why it just wasn't my thing. I just didn't do it. Um, it just never was a, a, a comfortable thing for me but I, I don't don't get me wrong I was successful but not success to me is not money right um so I was able to get out of that life without um without being damaged or scarred or anything on my record um I do remember there was one time that one of the uncles, um, it would, he would, I don't know, he was strange, but you got to understand that from a very young age, I knew how to protect myself, right? I know, I, I became to, I came to a point in my life that nothing happened to me unless I wanted it to happen. Like, I would put myself in certain situations. If it happened, it happened. And that was my bone to bear. And if I got in situations, I knew how to protect myself enough to get out of those those type of situations. Um, 
I didn't. I I just knew, and this is I mean, from a very young age, I I controlled my destiny, and I said yes or no to certain things in my life, and that's just what I did. So there was one uncle. He used to. I guess he was high or whatever, and he used to make these advances. And he would be like, my back hurt. Uh, rub some lotion on my back. What? Get the fuck out of here. Is You know, I'm because I'm never a victim, right? At this point in my life, I have, you can't victimize me. You can't convince me to do something that I just don't want to do and I'm going to shut you down. Just That's just how I was. Now I used to be like, man, get the F out of here or whatever. And then uh, it got to the point where he would be aggressive with it. Like, if you don't put lotion on me, you know I know what you out there doing in the street. And I'd be like, N word, please. Tell it. If you want to tell it, tell it. But then when I tell why you telling, who they going to believe, right? And he said they're gonna believe me, and I, I, I stood my ground like it's just not gonna happen. So I, you know, if I was babysitting when it happened, I would take the kids upstairs and we'd go to bed and shut the door so you wouldn't bother me no more. And then it would be other situations where um, you would, um, I would just spaz on you, and then I would go in the living room and watch TV. I remember one time we got in an argument and I blew your cover. Right, and I was like, Man, you better shut up talking to me because I tell what the hell you be trying to do to me, and I ain't going for it. And it, it, it became a little friction because I said it in a way so my grand, my granny would understand it. And all I don't know what happened, like what came about, whether the family talked about it because I got the family that hides things, you know, how old time things happen and you hide things, and instead of talking about it and uncovering what what happened and what transpired you would hide it right you would have your conversation amongst family and just sweep it under a rug so it really wasn't something nothing he did could bother me because i'm in that mind frame where you i'm mentally strong but the one thing that struck and hurt me to my core is that my granny was having a conversation with one of her ex-husbands, and I, I'll put it that way, one of her ex-husbands about that situation, and I don't know if she had that conversation because she knew I can hear it, or it was just a conversation that had to happen at that time, and it it was unfortunate that I had to hear it, so I, I won't that I won't uh what's the word I'm looking for I won't judge or say which one it was I just know that I heard it and it crushed me because to this point my aunt was one of the people that I felt like never hurt me or was always in my corner and one of the one of the people that I could always count on when things just got chaotic with granny and the other uncles and the world like um she was that woman for me um and 
it was said in that conversation that Granny was having with one of her ex-husbands that my aunt didn't believe me. And the, 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 the terminology that was used was, why would he want her? Right? What the... To me, at that moment, it was like, what the fuck does that mean? Excuse my language. It was like, what you mean, why would he? You know, like, I'm going to lie on this cracker. Mm. I'm going to lie on this man, right? So, that was one of the wedges that was put on a relationship that was beautiful to me between her and I. Of course, that was the past. I'm past it now. I'm grown. That's her feelings, and it is what it is. I hold no grudges. But that's what it was. That's, like, so, again, you... I was thrown into, you can never rely on family. I learned loyalty from the gangsters in the street, the SOSs, the couple friends that I had in my life that were there for me. There were three cousins, and I'm going to say three, that I know, I'll throw four in there, would ride for me on anything outside of those four cousins it was hit or miss and we all grew up in the same town so I don't understand why we wasn't tight I understand it now I completely understand and I understand the things that happen in life but back then we wasn't tight it just wasn't what it was and we wasn't we never grew up as a whole unity of family and I, I that's something I do regret because I have beautiful cousins I have crazy cousins and all y'all fools and nuts uh, just like me um, but those are the things so um, though that's that's my life as a hustler you know um, it was. I can go in a whole lot more detail and I probably will on the different things, but that's just an overall view of Nikki's life as a as a drug dealer, right? Sounds crazy saying it now. I do gotta look at the statue of limitations for some of this stuff because I hope I ain't setting myself up. No, I'm just playing. I'm, I'm not worried about it because again, like I say, this is my testimony and I'm protected by the most high baby, my God, right? I don't know what he is to you in your life, but I tell you one thing, he is present and he is known because I am blessed beyond belief in mine. Um, So back to it. So again, uh, I hope you kind of like this story. I hope you was able to chuckle. I hope you, some of y'all could probably say, I just can't see that in you. And if you one of them people that say you can't see that in my life, I love you even more because that means I did a three- well, I hate saying 360, 180 degree turn that I'm not that same person because there are people who can believe it and probably still think I'm that lost, unfortunate soul that I was when I was trying to be that hustler slash drug dealer. Um, so don't forget, I'm um, these are one long thing because I'm not doing any promotions unless you are a black owned company. Again, like I say, if you're black owned, then 
go ahead and hit me up and I'll, I'll shot you out in this or I'll even let you do your own little commercial in this. It's truly up to you and how you want to be promoted. Uh, I do got to get with Keon Creel. He got the Mean Dollar Dream t-shirts and I, I, I started to order with him and life got crazy for me. So I do got to get with him. He has some wonderful clothes and t-shirts and they come in all color and sizes. A very good dude. Uh, hit him up and he's on Facebook. Keon K-E-O-N-C-R-E-A-L, I believe, or the A before the E, E before the A. It's one of them. He's a great, great dude. Um, material and quality is great. And don't forget about Tank Manis, her Believe Me or Not. You get a Believe Me or Not for face mask. Uh, she got other kind of face masks, very good quality. Um, and most of the time, once you drop your payment to her, your stuff is in the mail within the same day or the next day. Great turnaround time in her delivery. Again, there's Ashley Moore who does wonderful shirts. I got, I done bought like six or seven shirts from her in the last two weeks. These, this Black Lives Matter shirts is wonderful. Um, great business people. Their turnaround time is great. Again, hit all them up. And don't forget that you can reach me at X, believe me or not, on all platforms, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget about that book out there called Starting With Us, right? Wonderful um, book. I love it. Um, the sequel is coming. Like I said before, the sequel may be in book form or it may be an internet platform. I haven't decided yet, um, but I'm working on that. Now that I'm done with school and I got that degree on, that second degree on my name, baby, we are about to do this. Stay with me, stay blessed, and enjoy life. Always and forever. Remember, BLM, Black Lives Matter, forever and a day.